Okay, so earlier I was scrolling through Instagram and I realized like lately I've been having a few more visions with a phone in my face and I noticed that that's like an indication like I'm asleep. I'm going back to sleep after God has already woke me up. And I don't I don't want that to happen. Like that's scary to think that that could happen after everything. I don't want to be back in that position, but I noticed that I went to read my Bible. I went to pray. And it's just, like, getting worse and worse. I feel like I'm getting further and further away from God. You know, I can still feel God's presence, but it's not how it should be. And it concerns me, so. I fall really hard to be in God's presence, and I notice, like, the door feel like it's closing, the window, whatever it is, feel like it's closing, For me, I don't know what to do or say about that, you know, because I feel like I'm repetitive and holding on to holding on too hard to the things that, you know, I've seen, but like I really just need to probably just let go of but if that's the case it's like why doesn't it feel like it's an option to move forward and really do what I want to do it's like I don't feel I don't feel free I don't feel free to do what I want I feel like um I feel like I'm like enslaved. I feel enslaved. And as long as I choose God, excuse me. I feel like as long as I'm choosing God, my freedom has been taken away from me. Except then at certain times, I feel like I'm being shown or told I've, I'm not even choosing God because of certain things I'm not doing right. So it feels like the biggest issue for me lately is like this pressure to get up and do something with my life. And like I'm not saying like that don't make sense or like that's just you know like I'm perplexed or something. Like I completely understand that urge and that you know, just that encouragement, if it is encouragement, I understand it. I just don't understand what's been, I don't understand what, like, what I'm really supposed to do because, like, it's frustrating. It's like, before, I was doing it. I was I was getting a job. I was working. I was trying to start a business. I was working on a few things. I had dreams, ambitions. I was chasing. I was working towards every day. 
maybe I wasn't where I could be or could have been, but I was definitely working towards them and and keeping them in mind, planning for them. Then this happens and like it's like God is like, you know, let go of everything and follow me. And I've done that, but I realized that I lack a lot of different things going on in my life. Just like, I mean, I'm lacking a lot of different things I should be doing. Like, I'm supposed to be fasting. I'm supposed to be praying on my knees, worshiping all day. I'm supposed to be reading my Bible. I'm supposed to be super focused. But the pastor talked about earlier today about being overzealous. He said that, you know, when you're overzealous, you're righteous over much. You are going to be doing way more than you can even do, going at a pace that you can't keep up. Some people are trying to fast two times out the week, and then it comes a point where they're not even showing up to church anymore. And I understood that when it first started happening, like, when I noticed, like, I was being pressured and, and, and pushed way too far, I, like, I knew better. My mind said, if you keep going at this rate, you're not going to be able to keep up. But I kept pushing towards it anyways, nor, like, pushing past all the red flags and all the boundaries as if I didn't know better because I felt like, you know, I know better. It's obvious. So either I do what's obvious and I change nothing. Or I changed something this time. Maybe God is calling me to change something because something that's been on my heart is like, um, in order to do, do to get something different, you have to do something different. And I never really held on really tight to that saying because I always felt like, so what does that really mean? You know, I'm doing different stuff all the time, really. You know, so still not getting different things. And then sometimes I'm doing the same thing all the time and I get different things. So I really don't agree with that. But it's like you never really know. So I was doing my best to try and understand it from a different perspective. Like maybe God is calling me to do something different because if I do what's obvious, if I do what's, you know, obviously, like God knows who I am. God knows what I can do. God knows what I'm capable of. God knows me. So if he wanted me to do things the same, and keep going and do what do do things how you know I just normally would do them, then you know why would he take me through this entire season that you know required me to change things up and do things differently because the first year this all started happening. You know, I would do things normally how I would usually do them, and I was fine. And, you know, I noticed that it was nothing that I could do right. It was nothing I could do right. I was just doing me. I really wasn't bothering anybody. But yet still, I was dealing with as everything that I was dealing with. And I, I had to start doing things that I wasn't normally doing, like, I mean, yeah, stuff I was normally doing, but differently. Like, I had to start praying all the time, really hard. 
like throughout everything that I did. And it's like, I guess I spent so much time fighting it. I never really thought like, you don't like you, there's nothing really you can do because I don't believe in that. I don't believe it's nothing really you can do. I believe it's always something you can do. And I believe you don't ever let nobody just push you around. Don't ever let nobody just tell you what to do, control your life. And say it's nothing you can do about this. I'm sure of it. Or just like don't never make don't never let nobody make you feel like it's nothing you can do about something. Like there's always other options. I don't like taking no for an answer. That's kind of who I am. And God has taught me since I was young, you can do anything you set your heart to. And I think that's one thing that God loves about me, the fact that when I really want something, I don't take no for an answer. It's like I don't believe that it's a no. It's just. It's, it's way too many possibilities out here in this world. I could figure something out if I really want it. And I'm not going to let nobody tell me no. I'm just not accepting that no. You know, we're going to have to fight about it. We could fight about it, you know. But it's like I found myself, like, you know, fighting so hard. And it felt like it really wasn't much I could do. It felt like I really was in a position where it's like, it don't really matter what I do. It really just don't matter. Like, I'm fighting so hard, and it's like, what difference do it make? I'm really just wasting my energy, wasting my time, you know? But ultimately, like, as much as people will even say that to me, laugh at me, and, like, even, you know, almost made me believe it at one point, I really had no power and nothing I did matters, even though I know that's not true, which is why I kept going. Ultimately, I was vindicated, and God showed me that the whole time, you know, it matters. Even if it's just a little bit, it matters. You know, individuals who made me feel like I was powerless and weak and nothing I did affected them or hurt them or that I had no chance and, you know, I'm outnumbered and all this other stuff, and I just knew better. I just knew better, you know, and... Ultimately, just to find out that, you know, the whole time, they really were scared of me. They were scared of me, you know, to the point where it's like, I'm not even going to take it to a certain level with her because I'm afraid of what she might do. And it's like, even having me in a position where it seems as if I'm helpless, you know, it seems as if I'm powerless. It seems as if, you know, it's nothing I can do. You're still afraid to do certain things. And, you know, I would think that when people talk about power, speaking about a power that God get a God-given power and talent, I would think that it's, it's deeper, way so deep. But really, it just really does come down to what you see on the surface. With, you know, God said the best places are hidden in plain sight. Best hiding places are hidden in plain sight. And it's just, it really comes down to the simple stuff like, you know, that fighting you, that not taking no, no for an answer, that's God's power placing you. And just that, you know, that trust, that faith, that, you know, not not backing down, that belief in God, bravery, courage, all of that stuff, that's God's power placing you, that's real power. You be thinking it's something else that, you know, it's so magic. It's so magical. And it's, it is magical. But you think it's something that you got to find or discover. And it's in you the whole time. You use it every day. It's a part of who you are. It's just there. And it's really not that complicated. Yet it can be. 
So I did talk about my tendency to overcomplicate things, but I don't know if that's really even that, you know, I feel like that's even God's power. Anything in you that is a part of you that, you know, you wonder like about, Maybe you wonder if other people have that quality. Maybe you wonder if there's something wrong with you about that quality. Like, it's something that makes you unique or different. That's God's power placed in you. Whatever makes you different, whatever, you know, makes you you, that's God's power placed in you. God is a creator. He's a creative God. And so if he made you different, unique, you don't see nobody else in this world like that. Your your power is you. Your power is being you. Your power is Everything he made you to be because nobody else in the world got it. Nobody else in the world can do it. That's your power. And you think it's so simple or it's not worth nothing or people make you feel like it's not important or it's not really beneficial to this world. And it's really, you know, you have no idea or no clue how powerful you are. God placed you here exactly how you are because the world needed a you. And people overlook this every day because we overlooked as individuals. A lot of times individuality and differences aren't embraced like they should be. Then we go off into this world where sameness is embraced so much and you get shunned for individuality. And you feel like, what's so powerful about that? The main thing people tease about me, the main thing people want to overlook, the main thing people want to shut out or don't want to listen to, or don't even want to consider what is so powerful about that. You have to understand that this society, the world we live in, they work very hard. They pay a bunch of money. They pay way too much money each and every single year for decades, centuries to create a system that shuns individuality so that they can be able to control the masses by simple things. Oh, you know, everybody wants to start doing this. Everybody wants to start doing that. Nobody wants to be individual. Nobody wants to pave their own way. It's too hard. So now we're controlling everybody who wants to do the same thing. We're controlling them all in one move. It's it's really too, you know, easy. And I feel like I say this a lot and it's, it's kind of obvious, but it's like overall, you know, it, 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 every time it come into play, you know, I'm going to talk about it, even though I feel like I'm still talking about basic stuff right now. When I really want to get to the, like, deep into what really I'm going through. And it's just, I just noticed that when I wanted to do things how I normally do them, how I've been doing them growing up. It seems so obvious, like, duh, do it that way. Duh, that's smart. Why wouldn't you? Like, you're dumb if you think that you shouldn't do that. Like, don't let nobody convince you to do things differently. And then it feels like somebody's, you know, whole goal is like to, like, they know you're good. (laughs) Excuse me. They know you'll be okay. You have survival skills. So at this point, it's like, I guess the only thing that I can do is convince you that, you know, everything you know is the right way to go is the wrong way to go. And it's so dumb. It just might work. And you think that, you know, it's you overthink it and you think, no, they got to be smarter than that. They got to be smarter than that. So they must be, it must be deeper than that. It must actually be like 
you want to convince me to do everything you know I would normally do it this way. So you convincing me not to do it this way is your way of kind of distracting me and making me feel like, you know, why would I listen to what you're saying? Why would I, why would I, why would I, why would I feel like, you know that I'm automatically, you know, anybody who's who in their right mind probably automatically is going to be like, nah, I'm going to do it how I know it's right to do it. That's the smart way to do it. And what would like, that's too simple of a plan. It's too simple of a plan to try and come and convince me to do what, you know, you know, I already would have automatically done. That makes sense. That's smart. So it feels like maybe you are playing some sort of trick on me where it's like, maybe I should listen. You trying to tell me what to do, expecting me not to listen. And I should have. So I really was like, I don't know, because it could be the other way around. Like, it could just be that simple, <laughs> you know? And I overcomplicate, I overthink it, I run right into the trap. But I feel like maybe, like, we we dancing around each other in a way. But I didn't want to, you know, I, I, the more I thought about it, the more I felt like I was going down a rabbit hole. So I decided to... Do what I felt was right. Do what I felt was right every time. Which ultimately came down to, you know, survival skills, but also just like paying attention. Paying attention and watching, like, you know, trusting God and just paying attention, you know, watching my back. And ultimately, it came down to really is nothing I could do, even though I was doing everything I could do. Like, it's nothing that can, it's here now. So it really was never no no formula or plan to do, to do, to affect, or to, you know, that could have been done to avoid it or stop it. It's just here. I remember so many days, like, I was like, how do I make it stop? How do I make it go away? What do I got to do? And I'm asking God, and it's just laughter. Like, how do I make it stop? How do I make it go away? What do I got to do? As if you can. This is just here. And when I realized that, I was just like, you know, I don't know what this is or what, what this means, but this is not normal. It's not my norm. But if God allowed it to happen, I trust God. I trust that he's truly in control. I trust that God, you know, knows exactly what he's doing. He makes no mistakes. He is intentional. So for him to allow this to happen in my lifetime, this is no mistake. This is not a mistake, even as much as it felt like it was one. And that's what I mean about, you know, going against your first mind. Your first mind is like, this is clearly a mistake. But you have to understand, like, God doesn't make mistakes. No matter how much it seems like one, don't overcomplicate it, you know? Or whatever, like, I don't know. But at this point, like, the only thing you can do is live through it, really. You know, if it could have been avoided, it would have been. I trust God, you know? 
And a lot of times people are going to say it could have been avoided. It was so many different things you could have done. But it's like, how can you say that? And then, you know, this still be exactly what was supposed to happen. So it couldn't have been avoided. This was supposed to happen. And I know I feel like I'm talking in circles, but that's how I feel when I think about it. But also, you know, just, you know, vindication, finally finding out that I was right to keep fighting. I was right to not just allow myself to be pushed around. I was right to, you know, be who I am and who I know my, who I know myself to be. I was right to be myself. You know, I was right to not necessarily change things on that perspective, but the things I did change were also right too. I changed things like I stayed when I would have ultimately left, when I didn't feel appreciated. I changed things like I kept fighting for somebody who I would have gave up on after seeing and experiencing what they had done to me. I changed things like, you know, I kept trying. I kept trying when it felt like giving up. And it felt like that's what God was telling me to do. No, it actually was. The more that I listened to him and really got called into this voice that was so deep inside of my heart and way, way, way in the back. The more I realized, like, man, this really levels to this. Because if I had kept going the way I was going or just listened to that voice that was overshadowing this voice, I would have never made it back here. I had to really, like, really dig deep, really deep to find this voice. And I'm still hearing dig deeper. You got to dig deeper. And it's like, I feel like I'm all the way in the back. But I know that it's more to it because I would have, you know, if I never had discovered this voice, I would have still been listening to that voice that's telling me to work a nine to five job. And it's amazing because when I first got here, it was so many different things being told to me. Go to go to the doctor and start taking prenatal vitamins, you know, get a passport, plan for Paris, um, start saving your money. You know, all this other stuff that was being told to me, stuff to do. And, you know, it felt like I was being prepared for something, but I didn't like that. I didn't like how things were being set up like that, like people were planning my life and controlling my life like that. And some people might say, well, that's God plan. You're just supposed to walk right into that. That's why you're dealing with what you're dealing with now because you're running away from God's plan. But it's like, absolutely not. Because every single thing that I did to fight that because it didn't feel right and something was just off was the exact right feeling. But it's just so odd and it's so crazy and it's so scary and eerie to me how that was. It felt so natural. Like I could have easily just walked right into that, but I just didn't. And that's God. Now, as natural as that felt and as, you know, as like as much as a blessing that would have seemed like if I would have just done it like that and I wouldn't have questioned things and I wouldn't have fought things, like I can't imagine missing out on what I did, you know, what I you know, what actually happened by doing it. I would have just walked right into that, did everything like that, and I wouldn't have found out probably until so much later. And I would have missed out on this, I would have missed out on an opportunity that God was giving me. 
to show me my purpose, my destiny, wake me up, wake my family up, show me things about my family and myself, break generational curses off of my bloodline, all of this different stuff. And there's no telling what would have been, you know, who would have been controlling and, and controlling the narrative of my life and controlling me. Who would who set that up and how they would have done things, what trap they would have been leading me into blindly. And I don't know. Because I could say that regardless of anything, I am protected by God. I could have went and did everything they said that I was supposed to do and everything would have turned out fine. But I I just can't imagine that that's what was meant to happen. Because it didn't. And because look what's happening now. So, you know, I know that, you know, the route that I chose, the direction I took, it requires a fight. You know, I have to fight very, very hard. And right now I'm complaining about the fight. I don't want to fight. And, like, I can't say it's too late for that, but it is too late for that. You know, I kept hearing. I kept hearing this year and last year. You know, I kept hearing something like, I think I take it all back. Or, you know, I wish I never done it. Or... You know, I want to go back. I want to not do it or something like that. And it was like, I kept hearing, it's too late. It's too late for that. Like, uh uh-uh, it's too late for that. No, it's too late for that. And I kept saying, what is they saying it's too late for? What is it too late for? Because I swear if I just knew what they saying it's too late for, that would just solve everything. But obviously I'm not meant to know because, you know, it's necessary that I don't know. It's necessary that I don't know what they're talking about. It drives me crazy. It drives me crazy. But I'm so grateful to God. I'm so grateful for God. Because he He has shown me, you know... Who I am my whole life. And I believed them. But I never felt like it would ever matter to the people I was around. Or people in this world, period. I just never felt like it would matter to anybody but me and God. And I was okay with it. I was okay with dying like that. Why would some, Somehow you might be like, why would you ever be okay with only you and God knowing who you are your whole life? Because it never mattered up until this point to make me who I am. And I think it strengthened it. Absolutely, there's strength in that. There's power in it. And, you know, just the belief and trust in God is a real test of character. It matters. It matters so much. But, like, you know, yet still I'm here questioning, like, why God... Why, you know, are you requiring so much of me? You know, I can see myself kind of slipping away from him. And I don't want that to happen. I know it's necessary to keep that from happening. But it feels like, you know, help me. Help me. I'm exhausted. You know, I fought so hard past what I could do. Because I saw that changing things up actually worked out. I saw that, you know, 
fighting very hard actually, you know, got me to where I am. So I started doing it. I kept doing it. And now I feel like I'm tired and I don't want to get back up. Now I feel like I'm over it, you know. Whatever it is, I'm almost ready to say, I don't want it then. Of course I want it. But it's like, can I even have it? Was I ever meant to have it? I remember crying on the floor and just thinking like, It's not fair, God, that you put me in this position to make me feel like I can have something and that, you know, I could win. I could possibly ever, you know, deserve something so great. And just to, like, I feel like just let me down again. It's like, that's my, that's the story of my life. So it don't seem like you, it don't seem like you because either you trying to break that cycle forever right now in me, or I just really just missed the mark on believing in you at all because I don't know. And I never believe I ever missed the mark on believing in God, especially after making it to that point. But still, yeah, here I am believing it got to be the fact that this right here, this moment and everything that you take me right through right now is, you know, meant to break the cycle forever. That's the only explanation. That's the only that's the only thing that makes sense. And yet here I am fighting, 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 fighting. And it feels like something deep in my soul is even telling me deep like the voice I listen to to get here. It's telling me I'm never supposed to meant to have that anyways. I never was ever meant to have that or make it to that point. I was never supposed to get that or have that. So why is it being danced over me or like kind of like dangled over me as if I could have ever had it? That's that's like it's the most destructive thing. The most wicked, most destructive, most. Most satanic thing I've ever dealt with in my entire life. Somebody to be that wicked. You know, for something to be that wicked. For a plan to be so destructive to my life. Because that's absolutely, 100%, the most destructive thing that could ever happen to my life. For someone to know everything I've been through and have prevailed through barely with God. And use that very thing. You know, and destroy me completely. But it makes sense because this whole time I've been saying this plan ain't so simple. It's a lot more complicated than it looks. And so I fought that still because I'm like, no, you're not about to do that. I see you. I see what you're doing. God has exposed you to me. You're trying to destroy my faith forever. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. He's only showing me this because he doesn't want to lose me. He's not going to lose me. God has shown me how this ends. He's not going to lose me to this. He never intended to. He knows who I am. He knows he's placed enough in me. But now at this point, it must be up to me. And I say to myself, well, if it's up to me, then I'm just, I don't know. When it come down to I never doubted him, only me. If it's up to me, then I'm just, I'm scared because 
don't let it be up to me. I don't really believe in myself like that. Anytime I ever believed in myself, it's only because God has shown me that's who I am. I believed in him when he told me. I didn't really believe in me. So I do believe in me, but it's like, honestly, I don't even want to talk like that because this whole situation has shown me that I believe in myself so much more than others ever knew and so much more than they ever believed in me. So it's eye-opening, but it, like I said, again, it feels like I'm not supposed to have it. I was never supposed to have that. And so, I'm feeling like what gets me through, what has, what's only, the only way I can even get through at this point is to understand that Ultimately, God is in control. I was never meant to fail. And I hate that it feels like I'm using it as an excuse to not show up as much as I could. Because he's already shown me, like, even though I was never going, you were never meant to fail and I was never going to lose you. I'm still requiring this of you. I know what can be pulled out of you, and that's why this is necessary. That's why this has to happen, so that this can be pulled out of you. But that's becoming the very thing that's stressing me, overwhelming me so much, it makes me want to give up. I know he don't want me to give up. I know he would never give me more than I can handle. I don't want to sound like I'm threatening God. I'm not threatening God. It's just, I just know that when it gets like this, we're... It feels like it's so much. It feels like I cannot do it. It feels like I cannot go on. You know, I really feel like, you know, he's going to keep me. He has to. He has to. I hate that mindset now because it feels like God is showing you like that, that mindset of, Let go, let God, God's going to handle it. And you're not applying yourself correctly. It's never going to get you what you want out of life. It's never going to get you to the places you want to be. You got to really get up and show up and work hard. But when God has brought you so far and put you in a place where it feels like you've done everything you can, at this point, the only thing you are short of is dying. Then you, you don't have a choice. You really don't have a choice but to, like, at that point, like, let God, you have to, you have to, as much as I hate it right now, as much as I feel like I can't do it, like, I wonder if maybe he brought me this far, and this is just as far as I was supposed to go, I was never supposed to make it all the way to the end, or maybe... You know, I am going to. But either way, you know, I just don't want to lose my faith. Like, I feel like, okay, you know, 
it kills me. It almost makes me want to lose my faith just just so feeling like I got to give up on anything. Or feeling like I'm let down and I can't and have not accomplished anything God wants me to accomplish. That alone makes me want to give up my faith. Or it made me feel like I could eventually, once it truly sinks in, that that's what happened. So it feels like, get up, show up, do it then. But every it's so much, it's so easy. It's so much easier said than done. And then when I'm actually up doing it, I got all these different individuals who are fighting me on this. And even when mid out their mouths, nobody ever is about to do that much. Nobody's ever about to work that hard. Nobody but you. But it's like all these people are like, get up and do it though. Like, what? You don't understand what that does. You know? Obviously, I knew I didn't, it didn't matter what you could or couldn't do when I got up and did it for myself. But, you know, and I should have never listened to you or never let you discourage me in any way. But also, you know i'm still i've still trying to find my hardest and show up as much as possible so why does it still feel so unobtainable i see the different things the different you know the different little things set up in place in order to keep me from accomplishing my goals but none of that should stop me and god has shown me when you get to a certain extent, it really doesn't stop you. But, you know, if I was really meant to make it past that point and I was really meant to stay at that place and in that state, then why did he keep me there? Because he does have the power to do so. I see him keeping other people, but he didn't keep me. So am I really supposed to have that? And if I'm not, it's just messed up. And I remember being on my knees worshiping, I hear something like LeBron says, no, no, see, I don't agree with that. I said I don't agree with that. And I'm just wondering, what is they talking about? What don't they agree with? Are you saying you don't agree with God? Doesn't sound like he would ever say that. But sometimes we are human. We don't always agree with everything God says, even though it doesn't make God wrong. We may not agree with it. So I was wondering, I'm like, that's possible. What it could it possibly be? You go to a certain point and you don't agree with something. I'll try to go back and look at all the things, the details surrounding it. It sounded like you know I don't know. I don't know what it is. I feel like no one would have helped me figure this whole thing out. But it was like, see, I don't agree with that. But I've heard it a few more times since, and it sounded like it was pertaining to, you know, 
Corona's time, I was hearing and talk about, like, you know, me being a rapper's baby mother or something like that. And God had been showing me, like, kind of like a future with a celebrity. Then I, you know, recently I even saw uh, just people talking about God showing them the same thing. Around that time I even saw somebody saying God showed them the same thing. But, you know, only time will really tell if that stuff is ever really real. But for me, I feel like it's a tactic of the enemy to distract God's children. You know, start promising them this, you know, materialistic lifestyle that God would never really support. These individuals are already so far from God. These indiv- I won't even speak on that because, you know, we as human, we need to understand that just because what it looks like is not always what you get. Sometimes people are very way closer to God and you can never know. But it's just that, you know, these individuals are, you know, not necessarily built, building their, you know, lifestyles on the right things. And for God to want his children, why would God ever want his child, you know, even emerge into that lifestyle? You would have to give up everything. That that individual would have to walk away from everything that they've built on the wrong things. In order for God to support that, I genuinely believe so. But it's like not ruling out the fact that God can't come and cleanse your entire lifestyle without it being necessary for you to give up anything, of course, I feel that it would be extremely hard. Because he would require you to do the work, to make up for each and every single last thing that is, you know, from the wrong side, from the wrong, you know, thing, of the wrong things of Satan. But... I, I just sometimes I can't believe it because I know that only God can do something so amazing. But at the same time, it feels like these individuals are not willing to let go of these things in order to glorify God's name. If that were the case, then why, you know, would they even be where they are to begin with? For me, it feels like it's more of an infiltration of Satan and his minions doing everything in their power to distract and, you know, steal away God's children to destroy their faith and destroy their, you know, power in God's kingdom. When we're all backed up against the wall, I really feel like if anything, the rapture is very soon. And they're doing everything in their power to delay that. Each and every single last individual God has called in order to fight in these last days. They're showing up like, hey, don't you want this? Don't you want that? This person wants you. And they're using every tactic that they can to distract and pull us away from our faith. So that when we finally are pulled away and distracted away from God and pulled into some weird materialistic lifestyle or cult, you know, then they abandon us because we abandon God. And at that point, we will have that's it's only when it's too late where we have realized and found out that it was all a distraction and a ploy to to pull us out of our chances at the rapture. I I fig- I kind of figured it out up to this point. That's what it is. I ain't figured it out. God has shown me this. Because I kept fighting despite what it looked like. The more evidence that was revealed, excuse me, I had seen that, 
You know, even though it's been complicated, it's, it, it, is, it is quite simple, though. You know, that individual chose their lifestyle. You know, we all have a choice. That individual made their choice. Now, I don't ever rule anybody out because we're all human. We make mistakes and we can be changed. God can transform and penetrate any heart that's in the Bible. So you cannot automatically assume that people are just stuck where they are. You know, when it comes down to it, sometimes it does have to, you know, come down to are you, has God placed enough in you that you can pull them over to him? Or can they pull you over to Satan? By enticing you into materialistic things that maybe you've longed for. But it's the ultimate test of your character because only the strong will survive. And I understand it. I see it. It's very hard, difficult. It's scary. But it's necessary because God doesn't want weak Christians. He doesn't want nobody weak. He don't want nobody who... At the first sign of money or power or status, it's going to be like, forget God. You know, do I really need God that much? Do I have to really, you know, do I need to pray this much? Do I need to fast this much? Do I need God in my life that much? You should always be reaching for God as much as as much as God, as much of God as you could possibly get. You should be willing to do whatever you can for him. God says, come out of the world. He says, let go of everything in this world for him. So why would he ever want you to embrace a worldly lifestyle? I don't think that God is handing that on a platter. Although we have examples of that with King Solomon. You know, it's a, it's, it's one thing to, you know, see what God is doing for your life and see what's possible. It's another thing to ignore what he's showing you and exposing to you. You know, for your own selfish desires. And I've seen it. I, I've seen it. I see it being done on so many different levels. I have questions and I can't. I got to say that I'm still learning. So I don't expect my whole logic to be, you know, 100%. I don't expect it to be 100%. I'm sure there's some things there that that don't quite, that could be, you know, explained or make more sense to me. Someone can make 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 more sense. Like for example, how a lot of pastors are sitting in you know million dollar establishments while they're starving homeless people on the street. Yes, they have these you know programs to help the homeless. Yes, they have these programs to help people out. And because it's of God, it's supposed to be okay. But it's not. What's the difference between somebody who you know? sits behind a secular lifestyle and they live in a, a million dollar establishments, they still help people. They're still philanthropists. They still are, you know, active and they pray. They believe God. They believe in him. What is really the difference, even though one lifestyle is being condemned more than the other, is that just a matter of human judgment or is that how God sees it too? And that's really the thin line right now for me. Like, is that how God sees it too? Because one thing that God had exposed to me as he kept me from selling my soul to the devil is that you don't want none of that at all. At all whatsoever. Not one, None of it. Not one red cent from that lifestyle. Matter of fact, it's best to be poor. 
And if you have to be poor for the rest of your life and live a life of servitude and never see a dime in in that way, in that manner, that is the best way to get into heaven. That's the that's really the if you if you really so afraid about making it, then play it close then. And whatever, somebody might say, Well, I wanna challenge this stuff. You never know who you can reach with your lifestyle and all this other stuff. Yes, but you you also never know, you know, who you'll be. You never know how you'll turn out. I mean, you can work actively every single day, but just be willing to. Like you have to really have full confidence that you're going to you're going to stand a t- you're going to fight as hard as you possibly can every day for the rest of your life if you really intend to be in that kind of lifestyle. And I'm not saying that God is not going to keep you. God is not a merciful, gracious God. But it's just so evident that we as humans, we fall short. We are flawed. And, you know, when you you have to consider that. You have to consider how flawed you are and the mistakes that you possibly can make. And, yes, you're still going to be held accountable for them even though they were mistakes. That's that's what it comes down to. It comes down to the fact that, oh, it was a mistake. You know, God knows my heart. God knows my intent. Yes, it was a mistake, but yes, you're still being held accountable for that mistake because you knew the risks. You knew the risks. You wanted to be in front of a million people, but you said, I made one mistake and it led 100,000 people astray and you expect God to understand. It's like he does understand, but you're still going to be held accountable because you wanted to be in front of a million people. And in being in front of a million people, you knew what? That you were going to influence or somehow set some sort of an example to a million people. And if you think that our God in heaven is not considering all these things, when you know full well you consider it, but... You're expecting leniency. That's like, that's that's just what I'm seeing. I'm seeing that a lot of times we like to soften. We like to, you know, tolerate. And God is not tolerating. He's not tolerating. He's not. Our God in heaven is not tolerating, which is why very few people are making it into heaven. But he's also merciful understanding gracious God so you see people who really usually would not even be you feel like never could have made it or that's the last person who will be going in a million years and they have a better chance than you or people who you believe in they're supposed to be setting an example and it's it's so reflective of who God is it's so reflective of who he is because he's a God that sees. He's the God who sees. He's a God who, he's a merciful God. He's a gracious God. He's an understanding God. And I love his ways. I love God's ways. His ways are not our ways. He's the only just judge. He's the only perfect judge. And a lot of times when he's considering things, he's considering them on such a real level. We as people, we are... We lack that a lot of times. We lack that perspective where it's like you are just like them, but you want to judge them. You are a hypocrite. But God, he's not a hypocrite. He sees it. He sees how hypocritical people can be. He's not judging like that. He's not flawed. He's a perfect judge. I love his ways. 
I love his ways. And I'm not saying that like, you know, only because it's beneficial to me. Absolutely not. Because I've been, I've been condemned. I've been convicted. I've been held accountable. I've been humbled. I'm going through all of this stuff right now and I still am going through it. You know, I'm not going to ever get through it until I get through it. And that's okay. So I still choose God. If I ever was going to punk out, then not that it's not still an opportunity for that because I got to be realistic. But it's like, I would have punked out. I didn't. I still chose God despite everything that I saw and every, every little, you know, detail that felt like, wow, you know, that's happening. That's, that's possible. Or this, you know, I'm I'm going through this and it don't feel fair, you know. But I still chose God, you know, because I still believe in his ways. I still believe in him. I still do. I really do. And one thing I didn't appreciate about this entire thing is that a lot of times it does feel like it is forced. It's starting to feel forced. And it's feeling a little like, hmm. It's feeling like extortion a little. I don't want to say extortion, but just like coercion. Like, what else are you going to do? Are you going to go to hell? Or you want to go to hell then? And it's like, I don't ever want it to keep getting like that. Where it's like every single decision I make, it's like, if you don't do this, you're going to go to hell. No, I want to be doing it for what I did it for before. The reason why I started doing this, the reason why I started seeking out God, the reason why I started searching for the truth is for the truth. The reason why I choose God is because he's the truth. The reason why I choose God because of who he is. I love him. He loves me. I love his ways. I love the way he does things. I love God. I don't ever want it to be like, if you don't do it, you're not going to get this. Or if you don't do it, you're going to go to hell. Or if you don't do it, this is the consequences. No, that's not what I was doing it for before. It's like, I know these consequences exist. I know that I may not ever have this, but I still choose God anyways because I love him. Just because of who he is. I want it to stay like that. I know for a fact that, you know, that's what God wants. I know for a fact that that's what he's trying to, like, he's trying, he's, that's not even trying. He's instilled that in me. So every other, every effort that's put into getting me to do it for any other reason or overwhelming me in a way where it's like, you know, even though they know that I won't let go of God, they're doing everything in their power to pervert his word twist his character in my mind and will twist his words and pervert his character and it's not I can't let that happen when I was called it is simple yet complicated or maybe it's neither but when it come down to when I was called I was called as who I was but that doesn't mean it's not bringing me to new levels and what I've had to do and change is not necessary. It's obviously ne- necessary in my transformation because look at who I am now and what had to happen to get there. But also me being called and chosen from who I was regardless. And it all plays a part. It's just finding that perfect balance and it's him helping me get there. So, 
man, it's, it's, it's crazy, but I have to, I have to be able to see what all that God is wanting me to see, because if everything happens for a reason and everything is necessary, that means even my bad days when I can't get up and I'm down, even when those bad days turn into bad years, that's all necessary to God. Whatever I learned in that time about myself, like, in this time, I've learned about myself that I can be very hard on myself. And I'm, I'm, I don't want to let God down. And a lot of times I'm caring a lot of, a lot of times about what it looks like or what people might think. And I'm thinking that I don't care what they think. I don't care what it looks like. I'm going to do what I want to do regardless. And even if that may be true, even if I am going to do what I feel is right or what I feel God is right, regardless of people think or what it looks like, I still do consider it, and it does play a part. It does. I do care. I really do. But I learned that more so the first year this started happening, but I'm just learning it more on a deeper level now because it's a lot more subtle than, I, you know, than what's already been dealt with. What has been dealt with is something that was super obvious. It's like it was on the surface. It was the hair. It was the nails. It was the makeup. It was the way I dressed. It was all the other stuff. The, thing, the ways I hung out and the different things I did with my life. But now it's more deeper. It's deeper than that. It's more of a, well, I've sacrificed all of that. And I still care what people think. Yes, I do. And it shows in my, you know, decision making. Like, while I'm, you know, stretching myself way too thin. Because I care so much what people think. I can't let God down. I don't want to let God down. Ultimately, it's, that's bigger and greater than anything else, obviously, for me sacrificing everything else for him. But it's like, it's still not where it should be. Because, you know, on days when I can't just relax and I can't just be happy and I'm still worrying and I'm still stressed, that's because I care what people think. I care that they are winning. I feel like a lot of times I'm I'm even multiplying the stress, amplifying it, of course, because I just care so much people think. Like, in me noticing that a lot of this fight is really specific to my lifestyle and who I am in particular, other people wouldn't have even had to deal with this. Other people wouldn't have this particular fight. It means that there's things in me that need to go. Obviously, I've known that because the future of me that I've seen is completely different, transformed. And a lot of this stuff is just not there, won't be there. But yet still, I have to get there. So, you know, I'm I'm recognizing every day, but everything happens for a reason. God has, you know, reminded me of that time and time again, but also don't use it as a crutch. While everything happens for a reason, still do what's necessary, to, you know, to be transformed when you feel like it's time. That's part of the everything that's happening for a reason. 